Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to have a lot of fun today talking to entrepreneurs. And so please join me in welcoming Aaron Markham to our program today. Welcome, Aaron. How are you? I am good. It's so good to be here. I'm excited to have these conversations. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. So Aaron Markham has founded and scaled several multi-million dollar businesses. In 2015, he had reached financial success, but was burned out and struggling to find sustainable happiness. From that point on, he decided to make drastic changes that have propelled him to personal flourishing, including finishing a Master of Applied Positive Psychology from the University of Pennsylvania, studying under Martin Seligman, the father of positive psychology. Combining his expertise as an entrepreneur with his unique background in positive psychology, Aaron has developed the entrepreneur's eight laws to eliminating unhealthy stress, flourishing personally, and he created The Good Life. His upcoming book, Entre Thrive, is based on these eight laws, and his company, Entre Thrive, specializes in helping entrepreneurs live the good life through their keynotes, Entre Circle Wellbeing Masterminds, speaking, and courses. So again, Aaron, welcome. It's so good to be here. Thank you. What a, what a great introduction. So I'm excited it, to talk about these things. It's always fun when we hear our own bios, right? We're like, that's <laughs> impressive, right? Wow. And it is impressive. Well, thank you. So, you know, you mentioned in the bio, you have kind of several different things that, that are going on and have created who you are today. But tell us a little bit more about how it is that you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I've been on my entrepreneurial journey for about 21 years. My first company I started was an in-home care company in 2002. Okay. And in in-home care and in healthcare in general, a lot of stress comes from that, a lot of uh, potential burnout. And so I was experiencing those, you know, kind of uh, uncertainties, challenges, and so forth. In in as I employed nurses and and aides and and um, you know, and providing senior care, but was gritty and just really went after it. We grew that company. I sold it in two thousand nine. Um, halfway through that journey, I had another idea for another company and uh, launched that in two thousand. Uh, 2009 um, as well, uh, about the same year, around the same time that I sold the other company. And so in, in typical entrepreneurial fashion, um, grew that. And it was a data analytics company um, in, the, in the home care space. I just saw mm -hmm. the need for measurables and metrics mm -hmm. and measuring satisfaction among entrepreneurs, I'm sorry, among seniors and, and, okay. and those who are receiving the care. So through that, we uh, created quite a brand in the healthcare space. Mm -hmm. uh, and in, like you said, in 2015, we had become quite a well-known name in the healthcare, home care space. 
And from the external uh, standpoint and from people looking from the outside in, Aaron's thriving. He's doing amazing. Mm -hmm. But I really was struggling. Uh, my health was struggling. Mm -hmm. uh, I was uh, working too many hours. Mm -hmm. I wasn't using the, the the talents of the people around me. I was trying to do too much um, with it, you know, controlling the outcomes and so forth. And just decided to make a change. There were I read the Happiness Advantage around that time. I believe mm -hmm. it came out from uh, Sean Acor. And it really, some of those things just propelled me to say, Aaron, you've got to stop believing. And I call it in the book, in my book, Entre Thrive, The Lie of the Either Or, where I thought, oh, if I could just thrive professionally, right. eventually my mm -hmm. personal flourishing will catch up. And I thought I could have, I couldn't have both. I couldn't thrive. Kind of like having a work life balance. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing, right? Mm -hmm. There's, you know, and I was living that kind of lie that eventually that would happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided in 2015 into 2016 to put the effort back into my personal flourishing. Okay. Um, and, uh, and that was kind of my journey from there on out. I got into cycling. I got into other passions. Mm -hmm. I found that in my business, I loved my business, mm -hmm. but I was what I call in the book and, and what experts have called the obsessive passion for my business. I was way over the top, okay. spending way too many hours. And I, I wasn't, um, and again, balance, I didn't use the word balance in the book. I don't think ever is, <laughs> it's all about harmonious passion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I started leaning more into this harmonious passion mm -hmm. by developing other passions like right. cycling and things outside my mm -hmm. business. And eventually found positive psychology, um, sold that business in 2020, um, went through the my master's program at UPenn, the top program in the world for this, because I was fascinated not only about what makes people thrive regardless mm -hmm. of circumstance. And positive psychology is not the art and science of being happy right as much as it is the art and science of finding out what what's the what's the evidence behind people who are thriving what's what's causing ah, that okay and uh and so it's really there's it's just fascinating as far as all the studies that have been done in positive psychology mm -hmm. that help us understand why some people thrive and when some, why some people don't mm -hmm. And I specifically went through the program to find out why some entrepreneurs thrive and why some people don't, ah, or why some entrepreneurs mm -hmm. don't. And that, after that, launched the book, launched the company Entre Thrive, and helping entrepreneurs figure that out. And so, in the book, I use a lot of stories. Um, I don't; uh, it's not all about the science, um, but I interweave the two, and I mm -hmm. think it's just a powerful kind of this back and forth of the science in powerful stories. Not only just in my personal life, I share. You get to know me a little bit in the mm -hmm. book, but you get to know some other entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that I've interviewed that have found what we call Aristotle called the good life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this came up over 2,000 years ago, and the good mm -hmm. life is the complete life. It's the eudaimonic life. It's the um, it's the it's where you can find happiness and well-being, regardless of what might be going on around you. Mm -hmm. Think of an entrepreneur's life, right? Right. It's uncertain. A mm -hmm. lot of chaos. Sometimes. Chaos. That was just yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, mm -hmm. it can be. <clears throat> uh, there's certainly ways you can bring that chaos in and not be so chaotic. And mm -hmm. I actually talk about some of those practices and, and provide some tools in the book. But it's yeah, it's it's getting it's it's finding the good life, the complete life. Mm -hmm. 
um, regardless of circumstance and creating mm-hmm. that for yourself. And it starts here. Right. I call it the good life mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's what, I mean, I've been through everything. I've scaled companies to 150, 200 employees. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know what it's like to be in, 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 the, in the weeds of your business. Mm-hmm. And um, it's tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. And so I want to help entrepreneurs, especially those who employ others, to help mm-hmm. find that that uh, good life and create right. that good life for themselves. I love it. You know, so yeah. much there to, to to start discussing. You know, it's it, uh, and I did. You know, so your book is not yet out as we are no. recording this. Um, and so, uh, but I did have a, a, a preview copy at, that I started. You know, going through and and you're right. You know, learned a little bit about you, but it's. It is so interesting because it's one of these things where I think so many times when we start a business, we think this is going to make me happy, healthy, wealthy, all of those things. And then it gets hard, (laughs) right? And I think so many times that's because we just absolutely have no idea what we're getting ourselves into. Right, right. Well, you, you kind of teed up the introduction in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I share it recently. Just this past August, I actually put it in the intro of the book to kind of frame the entrepreneurial experience. Mm -hmm. I went to Alaska for a week, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't your typical Alaska trip, fishing trip, where you Mm -hmm. go to a lodge and you have this guide. We, I went with some some friends of mine who are well, really um, far more experienced with Mm -hmm. with the Alaska experience than I was. I love to fish; I really do. But this well, was you live in development. Idaho. I, think I live that's in a Idaho. Requirement. I have a river outside mm-hmm. my my door, my window here. But I went out there with aspirations or feeling like oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to mm-hmm. catch all these amazing fish. And you know, when you first start an entrepreneurial, you know, venture, mm-hmm. those first even couple of years can be kind of thrilling and exciting. Right. Or the first few months, mm-hmm. you're you're like, wow, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm mm-hmm. finally doing it. I'm jumping into it. Mm-hmm. Well, in Alaska, those first two days were pretty epic. They were oh, pretty bet. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was brand new and we had some, some uncertainties that happened, but I was mm-hmm. able to get through those uncertainties with weather, um, our camping sites, right. things that just didn't go quite as planned. We got in way late. Um, into our camping site, bears everywhere, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, but I, I, I was so excited to be there, you know, mm-hmm. that I got through that. But by day three, we got hit with rains, wind. Mm-hmm. We got into the main tributary of the river. Mm-hmm. It was much more difficult. I had, I was with guys who could fly cast a lot further than me, and so mm-hmm. when we got into the wider river, mm-hmm. I couldn't get into those fish. And that's kind of what happens in an entrepreneur's journey right. is that. We get hit with that the the real difficulty, mm-hmm. the growth, the the, the right. cash things don't issues. go the happy rosy thing that we thought they would do. Yeah, I had a broken by the fourth day. I had broken one of my rods. And, Ooh, uh, yeah. So all those uncertainties, mm-hmm. and it was uh, not until like in days five and six we got mm-hmm. into the real epic fishing. Mm-hmm. The the cool thing about and the way I kind of frame it in the book is that it didn't mean the rain stopped. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean that the uncertainties stopped. Mm-hmm. We were now finally into the salmon fishing, and I was mm-hmm. catching these amazing um, fish. And it was catch and release. We mm-hmm. we we were camping, so couldn't take anything home with us. So we catch and release. But it was an amazing experience, right. despite everything that was mm-hmm. going around me. But I had to go days through days three and four mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. 
And in an entrepreneur's journey, that resilience, that grit, and I talk more about it in the book. It's mm-hmm. one of the the eight laws I talk about entre grit is building up that resilience and being mm-hmm. able to weather the storms. Mm-hmm. We were dealing with 50, 60 mile an hour winds on the fourth day and, mm-hmm. and it was tough and, mm-hmm. and you wanted to give up and and we want to give up as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, that's uh, I, I kind of frame that mm-hmm. uh, as a way to say, you know what, mm-hmm. just keep pushing forward. Right. And even when you're in days of five and six, if you, if you frame that experience as this weather's is the worst mm-hmm. and you're not paying attention to the the amazing fish that you're catching or the the success you're having mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur then we can also be lost on those days too mm-hmm. yeah. right and right. experience burnout and mm-hmm. want to give up so mm-hmm. well yeah. and you know i i love this concept because there are so many entrepreneurs i mean what do they say half of all businesses don't make it through the first 5 years or maybe even fewer years than that yeah fewer yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I think it is, it's, you know, we've got these rose colored glasses where we think I'm going to have this great product, this great service. I could do it better than anybody else. I don't like my job, <laughs> right? Isn't yeah, that why yeah. a lot of people become entrepreneurs? <clears throat> and then they discover it really is hard. You know, you might, there's, there's so many things that can set you back. And and in many ways, then it's just easiest to say, nope, I'm going back to work for a company. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. and and I think that's the the thing is, you know, we we all have to get through it. I mean, I started my business over 20 years ago, and there are definitely times where I think I'm still in what you would call, you know, days three and four, yeah. where it's like, God, I have to invoice people. Why do yeah. I have to invoice people? Can't they just send me money? And you know, or you know, I was talking with somebody earlier today and I broke my website, right? I should not be allowed to tinker on my websites mm. um, because, you know, and, and I mean, you know, he, he went up and fixed it really fast, but it technology changes. We had COVID, um, you know, all of these COVID various things. Yeah. You know, and, right? and, and especially as an entrepreneur, I mean, and it's funny because so many people became entrepreneurs during COVID Right. And I think a lot of those people, you know, we had, you know, the great resignation. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of those people are really going, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It was fun for a while, but not so much now. Um, yeah. So so you wrote this book. So why did you, and again, it's not not quite out yet, folks, but you can pre-order it. End of it. January yep, 2024, yeah. yeah. Um, so who is the book written for? Yeah. You know, in general, if you take it from from the top level here, it's entrepreneurs, like on, mm-hmm. that, hence the name Entre Thrive, helping entrepreneurs mm-hmm. thrive. Mm-hmm. And everyone, I, I think all entrepreneurs, even solo entrepreneurs will benefit from it. Mm-hmm. The challenge with solo entrepreneurship is, is not having maybe enough who's around you to do right. the invoicing maybe mm-hmm. or whatever the... Mm-hmm. You know, challenges might be. And so you have to deal with some of those things. But I think all the eight laws mm-hmm. apply to any level of mm-hmm. entrepreneur that's uh, that's growing a business, that's mm-hmm. um, part of that 60, two thirds of the country is made up of entrepreneurial businesses. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and so it really caters to them. Um, those who probably would benefit the most are those who have team members around them. Okay. Um, you know, even if it's one or two, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, I, I still, I operate a small company right now, mm-hmm. Entre Thrive. I have a, a home care company in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, that has several more employees, you know, that so it just really depends on where you're at. But anyone, everyone needs when it comes to entrepreneur, your entrepreneurial journey needs clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first law, entre-clarity. Right. Uh, they need guiding truths. Mm-hmm. And I talk more about those in the book. Um, they need to create, which is the second law. They need connections mm-hmm. in their lives. And so I really write it for the driven entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And whatever whatever they're at with their journey, um, or if they um, never want to grow their company to multiple employees, mm-hmm. it's still there's still so many things that would mm-hmm. benefit that entrepreneur in the right. book. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you say that because I think so many people think it has to grow or it's a failure. And, no, right. and so then that's how they determine success, right? And, and so then they're not successful and they're like, no, it really could be that depending on what it is, you know, that, you know, that amount of money you make, that number of employees, all of those things, that's the sweet spot for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we are we are bombarded with, with as entrepreneurs, especially mm-hmm. what means success. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially with technology out there and right. even other podcasters, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe put this again, kind of a myth to me is mm-hmm. that it's measured by financial success mm-hmm. and some of these external factors. And that if you're not growing, you're slowing. Right. And I used to say that I, for years I was mm-hmm. saying, if you're not scaling, if you're not growing, then you must be slowing. And I have found that's actually not the case. That, right. that there are people who are truly some of the happiest mm-hmm. entrepreneurs I know that have successful small businesses mm-hmm. that they're like, I don't want to have more than 10 employees right. in this business. Mm-hmm. And it'll continue to grow. And the mm-hmm. wonderful thing about technology is, is we could still grow financially right. without mm-hmm. adding a lot of cost mm-hmm. to that. Um, and so there's so many resources out there that help with that. Mm-hmm. But what good, my point in the book is what good is a business, no matter how big it is, mm-hmm. if you are personally struggling and not thriving right. and that you are so consumed mm-hmm. and obsessed by your You business mentioned you had to can't. sleep under your desk. Yes. <laughs> I was sleeping under my desk because I was so obsessed mm-hmm. with success and trying to grow this company. Mm-hmm. I was trying to hit a deadline mm-hmm. and I felt like if I didn't meet this deadline, my business would fail. Well, in hindsight, it wouldn't have failed. Right. It would have been, it would have survived. Mm-hmm. But you know, we get the, these thoughts in our minds mm-hmm. that are often not true mm-hmm. and um it's dangerous. I mm-hmm. think it's a real dangerous thing to kind of get pulled into as as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and that Honestly, what I see, and when I and I coach a lot of entrepreneurs, um, very successful entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that what I see is that when they focus on creating the good life for mm-hmm. themselves and their families and their loved ones, and being there and being present and, and putting more into that, their businesses grow. Right. When I started doing that in 2016, if you look at my 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 business that had already experienced success, mm-hmm. even from 2016 up until 2020, when I was officially exiting the business, that was only four years, but it was hockey right. stick growth. Wow. And it was um was really, I could really tie it to when I started being more present with my team and becoming mm-hmm. a better leader because I was more present with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, made a huge difference with my company and my team members and how I trusted them and gave mm-hmm. that trust rather than ma- waiting for them to earn it all the right. time. Um, and I talk more about that concept in the book mm-hmm. and, and entre faith in that in that law. But mm-hmm. yeah. 
So well, and you know, it it is it is a challenge to be an entrepreneur, whether you're making ten dollars, you know, a week or you know, ten million. I mean, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. um and 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 I think you you know you you mentioned it at the start. We we think it's either or, yeah. and of course the problem is if you know yeah we do need to focus on our business on you know sometimes or it's going to fail right you know yeah. you know yeah. you, you yeah. can't it's not going to go off all by itself and and do things, but the issue comes in when it kind of consistently is the most important thing, and we've all seen that right you know with and whether you're an entrepreneur or not where you have the workaholics you mentioned you know sleeping under your desk no i mean it's it's not healthy and the the sad thing is we see so many personal lives disintegrate and you know maybe yeah maybe they are winning awards with their business but you know if they're going yeah. home to a dark house what's what's the the you know why what's the point you know we we've, we've become kind of trained to believe that we're we're here to serve our businesses mm-hmm. right that we are that that that's our calling or right. that's what we should be doing is serving our businesses mm-hmm. and that's really needs to be flopped the other way to say mm-hmm. our businesses are there to serve us our right. lifestyles mm-hmm. and what we want out of life mm-hmm. and if you aren't getting what you want out of life i mean i and i i share this in the book i was talking with a entrepreneur worth hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. just sitting down with him he we, we were doing a little coaching session and i'll never forget the regrets that this mm-hmm. this gentleman had right. um and and the relationships that had been burned because he was pursuing this mm-hmm. and he regretted it and uh, at the time that i met with him he at one time he was worth several hundred million dollars mm-hmm. the time i met with him he'd lost most of that wow and um, and it was through this kind of evolution and the mm-hmm. things that he had learned and uh, were profound learning experiences, mm-hmm. but extremely difficult learning experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from a financial as well as a well-being standpoint. Right. And he was ready to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, it, it's almost like it doesn't matter how financially successful you mm-hmm. are if you aren't going to be around to enjoy it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Um as well so yeah i mean do you want your headstone to say aaron was a good businessman yeah right you want right. it to say devoted family member you know yeah. i you know father i mean that's what yeah. you want it to say and and yeah you know or, or you i have know, six are, kids it's really important oh my me, gosh sure oh my gosh yeah, yeah yeah um and you know and, and what are people going to say at your funeral uh, you know i know that's one of the the activities that a lot of different things do is they say you know what are people going to say yeah. at your funeral even our covey yeah. right right you know and 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 you know you think you know some people are like yeah, yeah whatever no you know what are they going to say and and um you know and and it, they can they can say both they could say aaron was a fabulous father and a great business person right yeah. Yeah. but you really need that first part yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Is that you know leading with that right? And mm-hmm. and also, and I I love that question. You know, what do you want people to say at your funeral? But mm-hmm. I also want to pull that. Like, let's not, you know, what are they going to say about you today? Yeah, what are they going to say today? And how how do I lean into? And mm-hmm. again, I talk about this in the book. Is is these guiding truths? Mm-hmm. Years ago, I established these guiding truths. I went through the E-Myth Revisited, and, mm-hmm. and back then I called them primary aims. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they became my de- declarations. Mm-hmm. And in the last few years, I've 
I've retooled them as my guiding mm-hmm. truths. I love how you put and, it in an AI program. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I put them in there, and I'm like, "Wow, this is amazing." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, but they're really, they're really in a nutshell what I developed 15 years mm-hmm. ago. But between about 2012 and about 2015, mm-hmm. I lost sight of these guiding mm-hmm. truths, and um, I reconnected again in 2010. Mm-hmm. So 2000, I, I can look back on my journey. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. 2010 to 2012, I reconnected. Mm-hmm. That time I was sleeping under my desk, and I share this in the book, is that I um, I just started bawling. Real, I was under mm-hmm. my desk. Yeah. I had to hit this deadline. First time I'd ever had five-hour energy drinks. I was trying to, I was living off like, mm-hmm. like not adrenaline. Sleep, my, adrenaline. And I had these guiding truths literally mm-hmm. canvassed on my wall that I, I had created way mm-hmm. back when I went through the E-Myth Revisited mm-hmm. program. And I looked over at these guiding truths mm-hmm. and I just lost it. I mm-hmm. just started bawling, realizing mm-hmm. that I had lost. I was not, one of my guiding mm-hmm. was, uh, truths was to live an abundant life. Like mm-hmm. my life is filled with abundance is, mm-hmm. is the way it's phrased. My first guiding truth is my mind is at peace and mm-hmm. I was not experiencing right. peace. Another one is my family receives of my time. They were not receiving mm-hmm. of my time. And I looked at that. I realized that I had, was completely off kilter. I was, mm-hmm. I was, you know, and so I reconnected with those. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you lose connection again. In 2012, mm-hmm. I started right. losing it, getting more obsessive again mm-hmm. about my business. But feel like since 2015, 16, um, I've just been like, I don't want to lose sight of those again. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, and so I've just kind of, they just keep me centered and mm-hmm. I, I teach people how to, to establish those mm-hmm. in, in their lives. They come before core values in a company. Mm-hmm. They are who you are so that right. your business serves mm-hmm. you and what you want mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. Right. Well, uh, and, and as you mentioned, then you share that with the other people in the company. I mean, they should right. all have those because, yeah. you know, you don't want there to be a disconnect. Um, you know, an example would be, you know, that, that the core value, both of you and say the company is serving others, um, you know, and, and maybe somebody's core value and, you know, no, no harm in this is money. Right. You know, and, and so they're not going to be happy working for an organization where there are servant leaders, as opposed to the, the people who want to, you know, do whatever it takes just to, to make the next buck. Yeah, is yeah, exactly. Those guiding truths. Like mm-hmm. if you know what those are, that will help guide your core values mm-hmm. for the company. So, like, for mm-hmm. example, guiding truth my family receives of my time. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that my company core values support right. my the culture mm-hmm. that people can take time off for their mm-hmm. families. Mm-hmm. Um, can leave when you know when their kid has a, a recital, mm-hmm. you know, during work hours right. or whatever it might be, and creating that positive mm-hmm. culture, which I'm very proud of the culture mm-hmm. that I've created because of those guiding mm-hmm. truths. Right. So, yeah. Well, and that does come back to one of the the other ones, which is trust. You know, you know that when they come in and they say, "Hey, Aaron, you know, got a baseball game this afternoon." They've got a baseball game this afternoon. You know, they're not lying to you. They're not yeah, um, yeah. To, to take time off. And you know, and, and I think that's one of the things when I was in corporate America, there was a, a, a sense of distrust where you know you always felt like if you you know you 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 had to have the note from the doctor, right? When you went to the doctor to prove that you actually had been there. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's not a fun way to be living and certainly not working. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's um, yeah. If you feel like you can't even leave for things like that, mm -hmm. um, you know, and building a culture where everyone kind of trusts everyone to do mm -hmm. their job, and when when there's someone that 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 is, you know, maybe trust was given, but they mm -hmm. abused it, right. and it may be a pattern. Everyone will almost vote them off the island in that uh -huh. sense. You know, right. it's like it's like this person's not working out. It's probably better mm -hmm. served somewhere else. Right. Right. And, and so they probably would, yeah. better are served somewhere else. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, with different core values mm -hmm. and and such. And uh, I was actually um, talking with a client this morning, and they were sharing just how how they're able to make those decisions a lot faster mm -hmm. than they used to mm -hmm. when someone's maybe not the right person right. on on their bus. Mm -hmm. You know, using Jim Collins' mm -hmm. term. So yeah, right. You know, and of course, the important thing is to 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 figure out okay. Is it something we can fix or do they need to go? Um, and if they need to go, we'll do everything to, to make it yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge University of Colorado person, even though I'm okay. in Atlanta. And of course, yeah. we have this, this new coach, right? Yes. Um, and Amazing. one of the things that he said with his very first team meeting. So, you know, for those of you who aren't paying attention to the, the college sports world, it's Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he met with the team and, and, and he told them most of you will be gone. You know, and, and he said, whether our choice or your choice, he said, yeah. but whether your choice or our choice, we will get you where you want to go. And, and I love that concept. And, and, you know, same thing with an employer. Now, obviously there are situations where, nope, nope, uh -uh, nope, just don't, you know, hopefully the door doesn't hit them on the way out. But when you can help them, on to what's going to be better for them, it's better for everybody. It, it is. And I mean, there's no better compliment than if you have someone who's left your company and they mm -hmm. come back later and they right. thank you. Mm -hmm. I've had that happen and, mm -hmm. and it just makes my day when, right. when or they it refer out people to you, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah. you got to go work there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And so, yeah, being that's also a help first kind of mentality. And mm -hmm. um, I'm also a big fan of of EOS, entrepreneurial operating system mm -hmm. and getting the right people in the right seats mm -hmm. and making sure you're, you know, that whole core values mm -hmm. and is just kind of interwoven mm -hmm. with that system. And uh, and so I think that you can get your business aligned with a good mm -hmm. model like that. Um, aligned with also your personal side, like Entre Thrive is what we do on the personal flourishing side. Man, the power that that can have in a business and in your own life is is pretty incredible. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, our businesses are. I mean, we're there. I hope at least eight hours a day, right? right? Times and so they need whatever we're. We need to love to go to work with whatever mm -hmm. we're doing. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we love what we're doing. Right. And if not, we've got to get back to the clarity part of things and really get true with who mm -hmm. you want to be in the future. Mm -hmm. And so anyway. Right. Well, yeah. and you know, it, it's not a hundred percent, you know, we don't no. love it a hundred percent of the time, No, um, oh, but a big no. part of it is, okay. If there's something you don't like, maybe there's somebody else who does like it, um, you know, and, and so give them that opportunity, yeah. honor them by letting them do yeah. that. Um, I had somebody the other day, I, I am, uh, in charge as a volunteer of a very large membership organization. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I was kind of, uh, you know, don't have enough time. Yeah. And, and one of my board members said, you ever heard of the word delegate? 
<laughs> and, you know, which brought me up short because I was yeah. trying to do it all. And yeah. then I interviewed a guest not long ago, and she said something that, that really struck me, and that was honor those people who want to do that. You know, and 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 it's not taking anything away from me. It's you know, and 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 it's been very interesting because it, it's like, ooh, what can I delegate now? What can I? Ooh, ooh I can delegate that too, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. but then it gets back to then we can do what we really love doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I I talk about it in the book, and I got to go kudos where it's due. Is mm-hmm. Dan Sullivan who mm-hmm. he wrote NX is easier than two X with. Mm-hmm. Dr. Benjamin Hardy, great, great book. Mm-hmm. He talks about, um, and I've been part of his coaching program for mm-hmm. years and, and unique ability, mm-hmm. you know, getting into our unique ability. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're really wired to do as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and making sure that most of our time um, also, you know, in the EOS environment, Gina Wickman came up with this, these four boxes of mm-hmm. delegation to say, okay, identify those things you love and are great at mm-hmm. and like and are good at. Mm-hmm. That's where you should be spending. Right. That's your sweet spot. That's your sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And then those things you don't like and are good Mm -hmm. at, those things, those are the things that we're afraid to let go of. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of it's control, right? It's control, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't like to do them. Mm -hmm. And then they don't like and not good at. And so when you identify those, it's it's Mm -hmm. these, it's the delegate and elevate tool that EOS Mm -hmm. has. It's really powerful, I think, in helping you understand what is it that I need Mm -hmm. to be doing as an entrepreneur in my business. Mm And, uh, and then, um, and then delegate, you know, you can't delegate everything mm-hmm. in those two right. bottom boxes, at least mm-hmm. not out of the gate. Mm-hmm. But when I had most of those things delegated mm-hmm. to the right fit team members mm-hmm. who, who had those things in their mm-hmm. top two boxes, mm-hmm. like the love and great right. at and like mm-hmm. and good at, mm-hmm. then, then that just grows a better team. Mm-hmm. You're happier. You're coming to work, doing those things you mm-hmm. really love to do. Um, there's so much power in that mm-hmm. when it comes to our well-being as entrepreneurs. Right, so, right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, you've alluded to them several times, but what are the eight laws yeah. that you have created? Um, because yeah. this, I went this, now we're, you know, we're over Into halfway. And yeah. So this is the meat of the conversation. Yeah, the, the, the meat of the book are these eight laws mm-hmm. and they're kind of in order, especially the early laws. Right. And then the other laws are kind of like the last law is kind of the keystone law mm-hmm. that wraps everything together. But the first one, and these are all evidence-based laws, a lot mm-hmm. of research behind each mm-hmm. one of them, but the ones first is, is entre clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of research around purpose. There's some mm-hmm. things around purpose that I align with there with, with entre clarity, mm-hmm. but the, but I break up each law into a, Crawl, walk, run, fly kind right. of approach, like mm-hmm. a progress that comes from Martin Luther King's famous quote. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the crawl part of entreclarity is your guiding truths. We've already talked mm-hmm. about that. And then the, the walk part, once you've got those in place, is becoming very um, uh, self-aware mm-hmm. of where you're at today with those guiding truths. Right. Like, like really honest with yourself mm-hmm. and accept that about mm-hmm. yourself. Like, I'm okay where I'm at. Right. And you mentioned in the book, sometimes people will tell you something that you were not expecting if you yeah. ask them. And because you thought you were here and they're like, no, dude, you're over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Getting that input mm-hmm. is so valuable. Yeah. And so that uh, and being, being self-aware open. is just so important. Yeah. Yeah, self-awareness and positive psychology. Mm-hmm. We use that term a lot because mm-hmm. of its impact 
on our well-being mm-hmm. and to, and to be okay with that that's a mm-hmm. huge part like mm-hmm. don't shame yourself don't right. like oh i like like for example when i look at the uh my mind is at peace mm-hmm. um you know and i looked at that on my wall at that moment sleeping under my desk mm-hmm. your mind was not at peace <laughs> no it wasn't mm-hmm. and i learned at that mo- not at that very moment within that week or so, I really accepted that, that, yeah, mm-hmm. my mind isn't at peace, but that's okay. I will, I'm now, now that I know that mm-hmm. I can, I can move myself in, right. in a more positive direction. Mm-hmm. And so I moved through that entre clarity chapter, that law and talk about these breakaways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's a cycling term um, mm-hmm. in 2016, really got into biking you know, the Tour de France and mm-hmm. breakaways are 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 best done with the team, mm-hmm. but where we break away from the pack or our former right. selves. Mm-hmm. You know, Tour de France, that's a mm-hmm. famous term where we're leaning into our goals, where mm-hmm. we want to be, maybe even like three years from now. But right now we need to do a breakaway to get us closer to that. Right. And so we might have these guiding truths up here and we realize and we're self-aware that we're not quite there. Mm-hmm. What are the breakaways that will help mm-hmm. get you there? And I have a tool that is called the breakaway narrative tool mm. that helps you tell a better story mm-hmm. about your breakaways. And I use a term Jim Collins coined years ago, even before he wrote the book, Good to Great, called catalytic mechanism. Mm. And so in that breakaway, what's a, a mechanism you can put in mm-hmm. place that nearly guarantees the outcome? For example, mm-hmm. if a breakaway is you want to spend more time with mm-hmm. your family and you want to take this vacation, but maybe traditionally at the last minute, because of things in the business, you cancel your your mm-hmm. vacations. Well, the catalytic mechanism would be to make sure that all of your reservations are non-refundable. Ah, <laughs> that you're it, really. It makes it painful vacation. to not it go. Make, mm-hmm. Perfect, exactly right. It's a painful thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to lose that out on that money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the first law. The second law. So entre clarity. The second law is entre create. Mm-hmm. And if we aren't creating as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. we, our well-being suffers. Mm-hmm. If we're in our business dealing with fires all the time and we're not creating new ideas, mm-hmm. new new solving problems, um, creating a personal our personal mm-hmm. lives, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that and designing those the the, the way we want them, our, our time with our family. Mm-hmm. Um, I in the book I talk about. We call it River Haven. I'm on the river here and how we got this property and, mm-hmm. and creating what I want here on mm-hmm. this property um, is a form of creation. But creativity is so important to our well-being as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I go through all the kind of the crawl, walk, run, fly mm-hmm. there. And, then and that's the third, important because yeah. so many people do the, we're going to run. No, no. Yes. No. <laughs> you need to go back. Now, you might not have to crawl. But, you know, babies don't start to run right away. Your business isn't going to do that either. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and we can't, like in EntreClarity, you can't, you can't create breakaways if you haven't gotten clear on your guiding truths, Mm -hmm. you know? So they're really important. I love that. The third law is EntreGrit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's inspired by the work Angela Duckworth. She's a positive psychologist. Mm-hmm. She wrote Grit, the best-selling book. And I talk about the five levels of entrepreneurial grit. Mm-hmm. And and the five levels are this, curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like when we're thinking about our, our adventure, doing something, that's usually where it needs mm-hmm. to start. 
is we're curious. Mm-hmm. I was curious about in-home care. It mm-hmm. kind of sparked my curiosity. Then I became interested in it. Mm-hmm. This is my first business. Mm-hmm. And I became, and I also have one as well today. It's mm-hmm. kind of full, full cycle, full circle here. But I was I was curious, then I was interested. And the interest is like the research, really kind of okay. like, what is, you know, can I do can this? I make a business? Mm-hmm. Can I make this happen? Mm-hmm. The third one is what we call practice, mm. is that we've got to start leaning into whatever this interest is mm-hmm. and, and start doing it. And we launch our business and we practice it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is, is that many entrepreneurs, especially I find with younger entrepreneurs, when they first start, and I want to say, I'm not talking age-wise, I'm just right. talking people who first start. Mm-hmm. Their, their first entrepreneur journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their first launching mm-hmm is they expect to find their passion right away. Right. After interest, it goes to passion. Mm -hmm. I'll be passionate about this without really putting all the effort that's required to Mm -hmm. get to the passion, which is the fourth Mm -hmm. level of grit is passion. Like Mm -hmm. we've got to develop this passion. And then um, the one that uh, we often don't get to as entrepreneurs, because passion's more about our passion and Mm -hmm. and, and us as entrepreneurs. Like what am I passionate Mm -hmm. about? The fifth level is about others ah. and it's the calling. It's like, mm-hmm. what's the impact? What What am I called mm-hmm. to do? What kind of impact do mm-hmm. I want to have on not just my clients or my mm-hmm. customers and employees, but, but the community. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, the calling when it comes to grit, mm-hmm. like once we feel called to something, mm-hmm. our staying power is sure. We're right. really, we're all, we're, mm-hmm. we're all in. And also, Obsessive passion is in the fourth phase. That's where the danger mm-hmm. is. Harmonious passion is in the fifth phase. Mm-hmm. And when we're, we're called mm-hmm. and we get outside ourselves, mm-hmm. we think about what is the impact on my family? What right. is the impact on all these important mm-hmm. connections? What's the impact on my personal flourishing? Mm-hmm. And so that's the power of that fifth phase that really gets us mm-hmm. into that more hom- harmonious passion phase. All right, I'll keep moving. Entreconnections is the fourth. Um, the Good Life, the, the longest mm-hmm. Harvard study talks about how important our relationships are and our well-being. Well, right. I just go through these three levels, mm-hmm. being present, congruent, and then these high-quality connections and entreconnections, how important it is to be true to yourself, mm-hmm. um, which will be true to others. And I think that's a real powerful law in our own well-being as entrepreneurs. Um, Entre faith is the fifth law, mm-hmm. and that's all about um, faith in ourselves, mm-hmm. faith in others, mm-hmm. and faith in a higher power. Mm-hmm. For me as a Christian, God, but whatever it is, I respect right. all other mm-hmm. beliefs, spirituality. Mm-hmm. I, I really focus more on the spirituality when it comes to the higher power mm-hmm. than maybe any religious sect or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's really about our 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 faith in that that there's something greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. That can help make the impossible possible. Mm-hmm. You know, that's entre faith. And then the sixth one's entre habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all about uh, making the um, leaning into what we call the character strengths in positive psychology mm-hmm. and making them unconscious habits, like right. the character strengths of humility, mm-hmm. creativity, love, leadership. There's mm-hmm. 24 character strengths that mm-hmm. Dr. Martin Seligman, father of positive psychology, my former professor, um, and the late Chris Peterson created years mm-hmm. ago these 24 strengths um, that if we could make unconscious kind of running in the background, mm-hmm. 
I mean, how much more happier would we be, our right. well-being and so forth? Mm-hmm. Um, and I talk a lot about that in Entre mm-hmm. Habits as entrepreneurs. And then Entre Vigors, the seventh law, that's all about aligning your mind and body um, and creating more vigor and energy in your life. Oh, okay. Overcome, yeah. Mm-hmm. Overcoming the what we call the Mustang mind, mm-hmm. uh, what I call the Mustang mind, in controlling that wild Mustang within every entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And taming that, mm-hmm. and uh, go through some practices there. Mm-hmm. And See, then the for last me, it's squirrel, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, squirrel. You know, all of those things. Um, controlling that mind and mm-hmm. creating more energy in our lives mm-hmm. through that process, right? And uh, that one—that's a powerful law, I mm-hmm. believe—is that energy, that positive energy, right? And the Keystone Law, the one that kind of. So I have the the. Uh, the cornerstone is the entreclarity law, which is mm-hmm. the first one. And the last law is the keystone law, which I really feel like um, wraps everything together. And that's the mm-hmm. the entre agency. Mm. That's that's our free will as entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, that book, Extreme Ownership, mm-hmm. uh, taps on this, is that it's, it's all about owning our outcomes as entrepreneurs, not mm-hmm. blaming others, of course. And then... Um, we talk about these three kind of pillars of agency that mm-hmm. Dr. Martin Selgeman um, kind of has done a lot more research on, but self-efficacy, the belief mm-hmm. in ourselves that we can figure things out that in order to have agency, we have to, as entrepreneurs have to have that belief mm-hmm. that we have the power to, to, and the resources to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, the second pillar is optimism. Mm. So uh, an uh, an optimistic entrepreneur is going to look at uncertainties mm-hmm. as temporary. Like these, this is just a temporary setback. Mm-hmm. We'll right. get over this. COVID's mm-hmm. just a temporary setback. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, a pessimist is going to look at those as more permanent. Right. We're going to always have COVID. <laughs> yes, or exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And how do you run a business? How do you how do you thrive as an entrepreneur with that right. kind of mindset? Mm-hmm. Right. So aid, and you have to choose that. That's mm-hmm. agency. Mm-hmm. And the third is the imagination. Like as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. if we don't have our imaginations and we don't mm-hmm. have to tap into those, those that freedom mm-hmm. of our imaginations, mm-hmm. we can't have agency as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. And then I talk more about mm-hmm. staying away from the blame game and mm-hmm. really owning all those things. And uh, that's a powerful, mm-hmm. powerful law. Anyway, that's, and I have stories, interviews mm-hmm. I've done, a real powerful story in the conclusion of an entrepreneur who incorporated all these laws mm-hmm. almost unknowingly mm-hmm. and uh, super powerful. So I love it. Yeah. You know, I, I, are there people who shouldn't be entrepreneurs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, 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 I don't judge people who don't choose this route. Right. I mean, that's the is, thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I am. And I think he'd be okay with me sharing it. So I, my oldest, he is like, is kind and and smart, just an incredible soul. And he's, and I think part of it is, is that he was my oldest and he saw me as an entrepreneur and all Mm -hmm. the chaos back Mm -hmm. then, right? How stressed Mm -hmm. out I was. And I'll never forget a conversation I had with him in high school. I think he was a senior or something like that. He's like, dad, no offense, but I never want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> no, don't want to do that. Nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he's, mm-hmm. he is, he's got two master's mm-hmm. degrees and he's doing, he he, he went a, to- a different route mm-hmm. and uh, I embrace that. He's mm-hmm. doing exceptional and, and, and is doing a great job mm-hmm. that way. And so, yeah, not everyone should be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And in fact, 
I would say that, um, and I've even counseled some people like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the right, right. direction for mm-hmm. you, is that it's uh, it takes a great deal of self-regulation mm-hmm. obviously but um but a great deal of not and i won't even say like like i believe that resilience is important regardless mm-hmm. of whether you're an entrepreneur or not mm-hmm. but not everyone can be creative not mm-hmm. everyone wants to come up with ideas right. you know for uh, ventures and mm-hmm. lead people mm-hmm. and um kind of be the front and center some of, people need that structure yeah. of somebody else telling them those yes, things yes exactly Exactly. I surround myself with people um, that, uh, you know, on my team that are not entrepreneurs nor mm-hmm. want to be, but man, they are extremely right. valuable team members. Mm-hmm. And I love them to death mm-hmm. because they make it possible for mm-hmm. me to lean into my, mm-hmm. into my own creativity right. and my own ability to, right. to grow a business. It's kind of like, you know, yin and yang. You need yeah. that to um have them you know kind of ground you and 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 do you know do all of those things that aren't entrepreneurial yeah. um you know and 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 I'm guessing you know it, it's it, yeah I, I worked with somebody like that one time long ago I worked in an agency a marketing agency and you know, now in most agencies, you don't know what's happening in the next five minutes, right? You know, because yeah. you've got all these clients, they've got all these fires, you know, they all these projects, all of these things. And bless her that no, that was she wanted to know what she was doing at 304, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and and she, you know, and she was just she made type A people look like we were slackers, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. but she went, you know, she she obviously did not last. And she Mm -hmm. went to work for a company that was very structured. She knew what she was doing at 304. And, you know, and and that was absolutely perfect for her. And the funny thing was, in her personal life, then she was kind of the exact opposite of that. Um, So it was like she needed that structure there, but here she needed something different. And yeah, Yeah, I mean, she would have never been an entrepreneur. I mean, that would have just never worked for her. Yeah, the, and that you what a wonderful example is that uncertainties are just par for mm-hmm. course in an entrepreneur's right. journey. I've never known anyone who, especially early on, had that mm-hmm. kind of structure. Now, mm-hmm. hopefully, that evolves and and you create that mm-hmm. over time. But again, I some of uh, the most important people in my life are not entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that right. guide me and direct me mm-hmm. and help me live a better mm-hmm. life. And so, yeah, it's definitely not for everybody, mm-hmm. and it's. They say it's not for the faint of heart, and that's mm-hmm. true. You know, right. it's. But mm-hmm. I also believe that. Again, I don't know if it has as much to do with that, but it's just a different, a different personality mm-hmm. type of person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just know. like we have introverts and extroverts, and yeah. I mean, you know, it it takes all of those different personalities. Yeah, um, yeah. My husband is very much a not entrepreneur, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he looks well. at me and goes. Oh. Yeah. And and it just perplexes him, you know, yeah. because he wants to know this is what we do, this is the structure, um, and yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I can I mean, relate with that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and <laughs> and it's you know, and I think that the challenge is, like you said, when somebody has this great idea, 
And they think, oh my gosh, I'm going to run with this. And they're not that person. Well, then what they need to do is find that person and partner with them. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, somebody else is the CEO and they're the COO, right? You know, yeah. they're making sure everything runs smooth and, and does all of yeah. those. And they're marketing, all of those. Yeah, um, you know, so it's- I had an amazing COO, inter- integrator, mm-hmm. uh, EOS term, but uh, that made my life so mm-hmm. much easier. Right. Um, you know, and and my my current strategic assistant, mm-hmm. uh, Megan, is like phenomenal when it comes to mm-hmm. elevating me as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Well, and yeah, the cool thing now is we have the ability to be able to have these part time people, these virtual people. I mean, all of these various things. We don't have to have you know somebody who's working for us forty hours a week. Maybe we need somebody who's doing 10 hours a week, um, you know, and, and they're going to rock that 10 hours and free me up to do 30 hours of something else. Yeah. 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 And, and, and if everyone is in their kind of unique ability mm-hmm. using, you know, strategic coaches mm-hmm. term is that it's, you know, think of the culture, you know, mm-hmm. that you're creating right. in that kind of mm-hmm. environment. And uh, so positive, so mm-hmm. rewarding for those mm-hmm. individuals. And again, at least 20% of what mm-hmm. we do on a daily basis isn't things that we love to do. Right. Yeah. But as long as we're doing like 50 to 80% mm-hmm. right. you know, of those things that we do love to mm-hmm. do, that's mm-hmm. that's job satisfaction for sure. Right. You know, and figuring out, can we change that? Um, yeah. You know, can we, can we do 90-10 as opposed to 80-20 or, you know, yeah. whatever? And, um, yeah. you know. And, or maybe and, it's a manual process that you don't like to do mm-hmm. and you just have to automate it. Mm-hmm. And, and then when I automated yeah. my invoicing, oh my gosh, there the angels go, yeah. sang, right? Yeah. 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 Those things, maybe it's not to a person, but it's to uh, just a, an automated mm-hmm. version of, right. of, of what you're already mm-hmm. doing. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And, and again, it's trusting them, it's empowering them and it's honoring them with, yeah. you know, this is what they're good at. So let them go be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love it. You know, I, I laugh that during COVID, the micromanagers of the world, their little heads went, right? Because they could not reach out and touch their employees anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, those were the people who said, we're going to put that software on your machine to tell us everything you're doing. Um, you know, and, 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 and I think, you know, they, they had the biggest issues with empowering yeah. and delegating and, and all of those. And, uh, you know, hopefully they've learned from it. Yeah. Oh man, I, I think some of the best entrepreneurial leaders are those that are, again, going back to, to having faith mm-hmm. in your people and trusting them is that when they can just give trust mm-hmm. so quickly, right. um, I think that's been my superpower mm-hmm. to, to my success as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is that they have felt that trust, my mm-hmm. team members. I mentioned Megan, she started with me. Within a week, she had all my passwords. You know? <laughs> right, because yeah. you knew it was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I trusted my process mm-hmm. and hiring the right person, and mm-hmm. and uh, I have yeah, have I been burned in the past by mm-hmm. someone I gave trust and they mm-hmm. they kind of abused that trust? Mm-hmm. Certainly, but more often than not, I've been mm-hmm. rewarded with right. quality mm-hmm. work, all in mm-hmm. um, with people. You know, it's just been um, yeah. More often than not, I, I just giving trust. I think is mm-hmm. more important right. than waiting for them to earn mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. It was, it's funny. I was just remembering a job I had a long time ago. 
Um, I worked for this boss who not a nice guy, just not a nice guy. Um, And I was his office manager. And this was long enough ago that we had a dumb, we had dumb terminals, right? So everybody had a keyboard and a monitor, but they were all hooked up to one other big computer. And I finally went in and told him, I just can't do this. I'm giving, and I get, I think I actually gave him a month's notice. Um, and he was not a nice man and he was going to mm. fire me on the spot. He wasn't going to pay me all these things. And I remember telling him, I'm the only one that has the password to your computer system. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was really funny because he went, okay. And we had a delightful last month. I mean, it was really funny, yeah. but, um, but, you know, and, and I think that is though, part of it is we all have to stand our ground and, you know, because we have to trust the people we work for and yeah. with. Um, yeah. And so that is, that is a big part of it. Yeah. I love that. You know, people who are giving like that reciprocation of mm-hmm. trust, like mm-hmm. they're trusting me as their leader mm-hmm. um, right. to guide and, and direct mm-hmm. them. And, and the best way that I know how, not in a perfect way, but mm-hmm. you know, we all uh, we're infallible. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we've got, you know, our own challenges. And so um, anyway, it's, uh, it's really important that mm-hmm. that's reciprocated and, mm-hmm. and I'm elevated when people mm-hmm. put their trust in right. me. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, Aaron, we are almost at the top of the hour. This has been a great conversation and I would love yeah, to continue it yeah. some other time. So, so we'd love to have you back. Yeah, um, I'd love to come back. Yeah. You know, tell us though, how do people find you and what are the services that you provide? Yeah. So to go to entrethrive.com mm-hmm. and then forward slash business power hour for your listeners, they can download uh, it's the EntreClarity Guide. Um, there okay. are two tools in there, the Guiding Truce and how to get to your Guiding Truce. Mm-hmm. When the book launches, we're actually going to have an AI tool on our website that Fun. I think people will love. Mm-hmm. And then um, we will, uh, you can also do your breakaway. It's a breakaway mm-hmm. tool uh, mm-hmm. in there as well. So they can download that guide. Oh, well, thank and you. From, mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. And from there, they can navigate the website. Mm-hmm. All the, the links are up there. So what we do at EntreThrive Guiding Entrepreneurs is we're creating programs, mm-hmm. um, coaching. I, of course, do speaking and, and webinars and mm-hmm. workshops for companies, um, but mostly for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. like especially if your business caters to entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you want to create a program that uh, is going to help that mm-hmm. group with their well-being and personal flourishing. I'm your man, you know, and, and Entre Thrive is the is the way to go when it comes to that. We're also around book launch. We're, I can't say too much about it now. At the end of January, we're going to have this uh, program for kind of a high-end program mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs who really want to go deep okay. into those eight laws. Okay. And so we'll have more on that on the website when this launches, you know, cool. or, or, you know, when the book launches about a month it. after. I after love it. So, yeah. Well, Aaron, as I mentioned, this has, has absolutely been delightful and I can't wait to, you know, learn more about what you do as, as things go along. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Yeah. You know, going back to the crawl, walk, run, mm-hmm. why is that when it comes to your entrepreneurial journey? If you break it up and say, okay, I want, if I'm going to live or create the good life for myself, I first have to adopt it as a mindset. And that's the crawl part of the good life is like, what do you want and decide what you want? 
and then then create it and then give yourself grace throughout that process. It takes time. It took me time, but then lean all into it. So I love it. Well, I am Deb Queer. I've been having such a wonderful discussion with Aaron Markham of Entre Thrive. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.